to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. everyone welcome 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 and all the welcomes and yes yeah that's me you're listening to the dr pat show this is talk radio to thrive by i want to welcome everyone to the show right now we've got a powerful powerful couple of hours of radio for you today and we're going to be starting off with uh you know a, a great show someone that you're going to want to hear a lot about someone that i've admired and i love his work not only what he's doing right now in the world but i've always loved who he is and that is willie alexander he's going to be joining me here today in a minute he is best known as the houston oilers defensive back uh and for those of us that follow the old football thing we are pretty clear about what uh, Willie has done. He played nine seasons, and as you know, that could be a lifetime, a lifetime. Many of you that have heard the shows I've done with Deuce Staley understand exactly what that means. And so he's joining us here today. He founded W.J. Alexander and Associates in 1980, and he has written a book that I'm very, very eager to talk to you about, and that is Entering the Promised Land. He's joining us here today because his story is not only but not only profound but i believe it reflects what's going on today in the world and so many of the questions we have and those of us that are from families that are blended families and have different races and, and ethnic groups in our family we get to sense what it's like to be part of the world today and the question always is as presented to me by my godchild is you know have things really changed for us and so willie is joining us here today the book that he has written is entering the promised land and i'm very excited about the book i'm very excited about his 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 message and the conversation we're about to have today so willie i want to thank you and welcome to the dr pat show we're going to be talking with you uh, about uh, what it's like to be growing up and living in uh, you know a segregation era Alabama and we'll talk about that and then also about being in the uh, professional sports uh, as an African-American professional and so many people look at the world right now and they look at at where they are and they think wow you know things have changed i mean we live in the world of equality and you know there is so much going on here and you know you talk to some of the younger people and um especially the conversations that i have with them and you know we look at where they are today and they're saying no that couldn't have been like that then that couldn't have been that is so old school that is not what's going on that absolutely could not have been the way it was i mean it's just not like that now guess what there were some things that were pretty horrific and there are some things still today that are pretty horrific many of you first of all have heard me talk about um some of the research i did when i went to school in california on the strawberry pickers and and how those folks are treated in california and so there's a big conversation we have today about what it means to be an absolutely successful uh, individual and what it means for all of us to be looking at where we stand in terms of race 
in terms of religion and ethnicity and beyond. And so Willie is joining me here today uh, to open up the door to that conversation. We're thrilled to have him on the show. And I believe he's there right now. Willie, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you, Dr. Pat. I'm telling you, there are so many things that I want to talk with you about, but I want to ask you a question that I ask everyone. Uh I mean, it just wouldn't be right to have you on the show without asking you this question. Uh And it's this. Given what I've said about you and briefly described about your journey and what you've done and what you're doing today, what are some of the obstacles? What are some of the challenges that you, Willie J. Alexander, had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Oh, boy. Uh, Don't you love that question, Willie? Really? <laughs> that, that's, 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 a, that's a loaded question. Um, my, my journey started out back in 1980 uh, when I retired from professional football, went into the business world, knowing that nobody knew me other than as a pro football player. I got involved in the community. I rolled up my sleeves, both civically, charitably, politically, to let people know who I am. Uh, when it came to raising money, I went out and raised money with the best of them. And uh, it, I, I, I took a little time for them to get to know me, and, 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 and I did like others do. And that is, you then turn around and say, okay, let me tell you about what I do for, for a living. And, and, and I would occasionally receive a yes. But then most of the time it was like this resounding, no, 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 no. And one day it just dawned on me, you know, here I am, a man who's tried to do it all right. And if they are telling me no at this high level, I can only imagine what's happening to my brothers and sisters. And that set me on this journey. Well, you know, Willie, uh, having uh, talked with my family, and I'm not sure how much you know about me or my family, and having grown up in what I call a, a racially blended family, where, you know, my, my godchild and my sister and her family uh, all married African-American folks, and uh, my, my, my godchild, as a matter of fact, mar- married uh, Latino. Yeah. And so we always grew up in this world where we had this blended family family but even with that as a white person honestly i could not even begin to imagine their journey well it, it is a different it is a different kind kind of journey and, and what dr pat what i like to do let me let me take you back a little bit so you can understand where i came from yeah i i, I was born and raised in montgomery alabama during the at doing that at the beginning of the bus boycott i was about six or seven years old and then after the bus boycott, there was the civil rights movement. And at that point in time, you know, I knew where I stood with white folks. I stayed on my side of town. They stayed on their side of town. And it really wasn't any bad deal. I mean, I, I had a very good life because my mom and dad were both, they were both godly people. They raised us to, to believe, to fear God. They, they, they told us that, hey, you are somebody or you are going to college. And I did all those things. I graduated from college, and, and, at, and afterward, I, I became a pro football player. And at that time, uh, I, I remember my first time ever sitting beside a white person was when I sat down in 1971 in the Houston Oilers locker room beside this white guy. And it made me jump because never before in my life I, I had always been in a segregated environment. But let's bring that thing forward. You know, the passage of the Civil Rights Act, and we come on to the day, and what I discovered that you know, there is a racial divide, 
But you know, at the end of the day, it's only an issue with African-Americans because, as I say, in entering the promised land, black folks ain't got no money. And, and, and if, I, if, if, if black people had money, who would care whether or not you didn't like me because of the color of my skin? But it's only because we don't have money that this racial divide is an issue. And, you know, I think that that's, for me, that's a pivotal conversation point because, you know, we find that money, quite honestly, creates a number of different divides. But the point that you make is well taken. Okay. Uh, you know, because, uh, I mean, all we need to do right now is just look out into the pop culture. Just step back and take a look out into the pop culture. And, you know, we're looking at people that uh, have lots and lots of money and their visual acceptance. Yet at the same time, Willie, let me ask you this question. When we look at this and we look at what you've been through your through your sporting career, you know, how do we capture the essence of where we are today and the reason that i bring that question up and i'm so thrilled that you're here on the show and i get to ask you these questions mm -hmm. is because so much is made right now of barack obama running for president as if there really isn't any more racial issue or discussion well i, I think that uh, obama running for president is 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 Really, a, there's a bigger thing going on. In other, in other words, when you read Entering the Promised Land, you will see that this is a was a personal journey that became spiritual, mm -hmm. and that oh, this journey took me back to uh, the to to where I interpreted biblical scripture when I when my journey became spiritual, and I discovered that Adam and Eve were black, mm -hmm. and Jesus Christ was black. And that the stories of the Bible were entirely different from what we had known them to be. In other words, that's a different story based on this unique way of interpreting Scripture, which, which t reveals a different story of Adam and Eve. It reveals a different story of Noah and his three sons, a different story of Abraham and the children of Israel going into Egypt, coming out of Egypt into the Promised Land, in and out of captivity in 135 A.D., the, the, this Jewish revolt where... Uh, this black side of the family, white side of the family went north to Germany, Poland, and Russia. The black side went south to sub-Saharan Africa, ended up in America as slaves. Coming up through slavery to the day of Dr. Martin Luther King, where I saw there was a parallel. You see, what I'm trying to say with Barack Obama now mm -hmm. is that on the night before Dr. King was assassinated, he said, I've seen the promised land. Mm -hmm. I may not get there with you, but you as a people, I think that prophecy is beginning to unfold right now in other words the attitudes the mindset of people are changing in other words the walls of jericho biblically there were no brick walls it was an it was an attitude change the people and the people in jericho they accepted the children of israel and i think that's what is happening today with obama that people are beginning to accept him and that they see that you know just because this man is a man of dark skin a man of color that you know Listen to what he has to say, because this man offers promise for all of God's mm -hmm. children who live here in the United States. And, you know, I want to ask you about that when we come back from break, uh, okay. Willie, because, you know, I love the book. I want to thank you so much for joining us here today. But you just touched on a question that, that I get asked by my relatives, by my nieces, my niece's kids. Okay. And that is, do you think through Barack Obama we are able to transcend skin color? Let's take a short break. We come back. Oh, boy, I'm telling you, the book is Entering the Promised Land. Willie J. Alexander joining me here today. Many of us know him from his great, great football career, and now we know him from the great message he has. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
Have you ever wondered how humans lived for thousands of years with just the power of nature to keep them healthy? Can we live a healthy, long life without dependence on drugs? Dr. Rashmi Pace, naturopathic physician and Ayurvedic clinician, can help you have optimal health and ageless vitality using the science of naturopathic medicine plus the wisdom of the ancient healing arts. Call Dr. Pace at 425-778-8050 or visit lotusnaturalhealthclinic.com. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Are you one of the millions of frustrated people who can't take off weight or keep it off on a low-fat or low-calorie diet? It's hard, isn't it? Well, don't despair another day. The Sugar-Free Miracle Diet is the answer to your prayers. I'm Karen Bentley, and I lost 130 pounds on this program. I'm also the founder and CEO of the Sugar-Free Miracle Diet Company. Go to SugarFreeMiracle.com, that's SugarFreeMiracle.com, and get started today. What's ahead for you or your business in 2008? Get your custom roadmap for next year from internationally known astrologer Madeline Gerwick. Find out how to best focus your time and energy for the challenges and opportunities ahead. Call Madeline Gerwick at Polaris Business Guides for a personal or business consultation. Also ask about good timing for important events. Call toll-free 877-524-8300. That's 877-524-8300. Do you want a better relationship to achieve outstanding business and career goals or to improve your health and fitness? You have the answers. All the power you need is within you. Personal transformation is about a solid foundation in the workings of the conscious and unconscious mind with a seminar or training that gets you high and keeps you there. Contact the Empowerment Partnership and unlock your hidden potential. Call 1-800-800-MIND or visit NLP.com. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Susan Kabalik, international speaker and author from the Center for Effective Learning, has created a character education program designed for teachers and parents. The lifelong guidelines and life skills provide the language and tools to guide children and teens into becoming caring and responsible citizens. To learn more about this dynamic and life-changing program, call 253-815-8800 or visit thecenterforlearning.com. That's the center, the number four, learning.com. Spread the word. You don't have to settle for the usual talk radio. Now there's Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. This thing work, but I think we should take it slow. We're just ordinary people. We don't know which way to go. Welcome back.
back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is talk radio to thrive by. And I'll tell you, uh, you know, we have a short time here to visit with Willie Alexander, and we're thrilled and honored to have him join us today. You know, he is in the middle of raising money for an incredible cause, as we know he would be. And joining me here today, you know, we're taking a look at what he's, well, first of all, the book is Entering the Promised Land. I want to make sure that everybody has that. The website is Entering the Promised Land. Uh, dot com. So www. com. And so, Willie, I want to thank you for joining me here today. And, you know, we were talking about going, going back in time. We were also talking about, you know, this idea of, of people being under the impression we have made such great strides that what's everybody complaining about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Well, Dr. Pat, we have made great strides. But, but the truth is, is that inequality bubbles underneath the surface. And, and that's what the, Dr. King was working on the night before he was assassinated up mm-hmm. there in Memphis, Tennessee. If you know your history, right. it was about equality. Equality had to do with the fact that the Civil Rights Act had been passed. The Fair Housing Act had been passed. Black people had the right to... To, 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 to go anywhere they wanted to go. They can go into any restaurant. They can go into any hotel. They can go into any neighborhood. But there was a problem. They didn't have any money. And so Dr. King realized that the third leg of their stool was the equality piece that had to do with black people getting money. You see, the interesting thing about when black people left slavery, they left with no wealth. The only thing they had was their labor skills. And... In America, if you don't have wealth, you, if, it's hard to accumulate wealth when you never have any. So the, the, the equality piece was what he was working on, and as a result, he was assassinated. Uh, and, and I think from a biblical standpoint, Dr. King leading the children, I'm sorry, Dr. King leading the civil rights movement and, and Moses leading the children of Israel, is history repeating itself. Dr. King telling the, telling the people that night, there are five things that you need to do to get into the promised land, to participate in the promise of America. Number one, maintain unity. Number two, he said the black preacher need to play a role. Number three, he told black people, look, stop talking about going to heaven. It's all right to talk about long white robes over yonder, but, you know, you need some food, clothes, and shelter down here on earth, and we need to fight for it. Number four, strengthen black institutions. And number five, Dr. Pat. You get ready for this one. I'm holding. And I'm, I'm fastening my seatbelt. And that is, he said, I want y'all to go out tomorrow and boycott Coca-Cola. Mm. Now, you're talking about a, a comparison to the children of Israel in the promised land. You're talking about the giants now. Yeah. And so I believe that history is repeating itself right now, is that because black people did not follow Dr. King's instruction, that black people have been wandering in the wilderness and will be approaching that 40th year Next month, come April the 4th, and what we're seeing politically now is black people, not only black people, there are other people that are even more poor. Than, they're, they're, they're probably more white folks out there poor than black people. I'm, what, what I think the message is is that we have a, we have a 
we have a class of people who have not participated right. in the wealth of America. Right. And I think that's what this is all about. It's, it's about all of God's children, regardless right. of race, creed, and color, participating in the promise that America has to offer all of its citizens. Willie, I tell you, I could not have said that any better. And I love what we're talking about because I, I don't believe personally, you know, having listened to Dr. King, I don't believe that he meant for anybody anybody to be left out of the formula i want to say that again because i really believe this i don't believe his words excluded anyone not based on race not based on religion and definitely not based on sexual orientation i don't I, know i didn't know a dr king that would exclude people i don't I know think, do you I, I think that in the in, in here's here's and hear me out okay. i think in the beginning he, he started out on behalf of black people but in the end, he saw that this was a universal problem and that and that it was it was everyone who needed to participate. If you recall, the it was the poor people's march on Washington. Mm -hmm. There was no ethnicity mentioned. It sure. was the poor people's march on Washington that was planned that 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 he had planned before his death. Mm -hmm. So he had gone past color because right. he realized that this was a universal problem that not only black people were suffering, but let's say in, in this particular case, it was black and white people. White people were suffering as well, and he was for fighting on behalf of all. Well, don't you think that we're on a mission to remove suffering from, you know, from the face of, of all people, from our young children that are born without health care, regardless of color? I mean, isn't that the next platform for, for this conversation, Willie? Well, and, well, and, it, not, and, and let's not turn away from the fact that we still have, you know, the African-American population struggling. Well, it, 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 it may be the next platform, and it, it, but, but, but here's the deal. Nothing is going to change. If we are waiting for, for the government to make a change for us, mm -hmm. it's not going to happen. In other mm -hmm. words, in entering the promised land, the message in the end is that in order for people to participate in the promise of America, you've got to take control of your own destiny. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's like you may have been dealt a bad hand like a gambler, mm -hmm. but you've got to play it. You know, as I, as I say, back back in the beginning, uh, you, you know, black people may have been the the ones who have, who have been bearing this curse that where, where God marked Cain. But hey, it doesn't mean that you can't be successful just because you've been cursed. All it means is that you just got to work a little mm -hmm. harder. Yeah, I'm going to tell you as a, as a as a little black kid growing up in Montgomery, Alabama, my mama and daddy always told me, "You got to be twice as good," mm -hmm. which means that that you got to work a little harder. I had a father who, who, who instilled in me that, Willie James, I have met many a man who was smarter than me, but I'd be darned if I let any of them outwork me. That's the kind of attitude that, is, that, is, that it takes to participate in the promise of America, not one that you roll over and say, I quit. Because as they say in football, a quitter never wins and a winner never quits. And, you know, I love what you're talking about, Willie, because I, I, I happen to... I, what is it with, with people from the South? My, I grew up with a stepmom that was from a very, very teeny-weeny town in South Carolina. And so one of the things that she instilled on all of us is that we can never... Don't ever quit. She but they're said, spiritual. <laughs> they're spiritual. Absolutely. And I, and I assume that you're talking about their stepmom as a black person. You see... The, here's, here's, here's what I was alluding to earlier. Mm -hmm. 
out of all that, out of all the hatred, out of all the resentment, out of all the 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 the, the talk that we were inferior, I never heard my mother or my daddy or cousin S.B. ever say anything derogatory about a white person. It's forgive them, Lord. They don't know what they're doing. It's 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 spiritual. Is that is is that that is what is that that is the reason black people have been able to survive. It, it's that special connectivity with God. Remember what I'm telling you is is that black people are part of the children of Israel, mm-hmm. and that and 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 it's in our DNA. As a matter of fact, for your listening audience out there, it's interesting how. When I left Montgomery, Alabama, went to college in Mississippi, the brothers and sisters, black folks I met over there, it's like I knew them all my life. Now I'm out in Houston, Texas. It's the same thing. You can go, I can go anywhere in the country and meet black people, and it's like we've known each other all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if it's the same thing with white folks, but I'm just telling you, it's something unique about the black experience. It's spiritual. And we don't have any hatred in our heart. I mean, after all, the children of Israel didn't have any weapons when they left Egypt. Mm-hmm. Black people didn't have any weapons when we won whatever gains that we received during the civil rights movement. It's spiritual. It was it was the it was the attitude of President Johnson and others who changed that signed the civil rights called them to sign the Civil Rights Act and the Fair Housing Act. Black it, it were no black people in Congress up at that time uh, doing that. It was the attitudes of people. They saw that this was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And if black people are going to participate, yes, we need to prepare ourselves. But at the end of the day, we're not in control of anything. It's going to be the attitude of those who are in control that would allow us to participate in the promise of America. Wow, Willie. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I want to thank you so much for joining us here today uh, and for writing the book that you've written. I'm sure that you and I are going to have uh, many more conversations. I want to thank you for taking time out of your very, very busy day and for doing all that you do. I so appreciate who you are. Dr. Pat, one thing before you go. Yes, sir. I just want people to know that my former coach... Mm-hmm. O.A. Bomb Phillips. If you know, if you yes. if, if you're a football I, fan, I he was the guy. He was the guy that wore the cowboy hats on yeah. the sidelines. Anytime you saw him, other than inside the dome, he didn't wear a hat in the house. Right. But but when Bomb read my book, mm-hmm. Bomb gave me a testimonial, and he said, in the 22 years since I retired from the NFL as a coach, this is the only book that I read from cover to cover without putting it down even once. I know. I read that. That should be enough for anyone to go out there and take a look. But go to my website, and you can read the preface. It's on the website, and I think when you read that preface, it will lure you into the book. Yeah, so com. And we, we have a special link on our website to it as well. Okay. Thank you so much, Willie. I really appreciate this. And we'll Thank be you, talking soon. Have a great one. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Lou Paradise joining us here on the Dr. Pat Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It is three hours past midnight. 